And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid, even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas, because our help comes from the Lord. First, there are so many things that the Lord wants to teach us, but too much polluted stuff in our minds is taking up space. And then there's the idea that we must live to pay the bills. And then there's the idea that we are failures as people unless we do this or that. So I told my son the same thing I would say to you and me. One day we will die, and then we will know what matters. Not too much of the stuff that's moving around in our minds. Next... Second sources are hugely important. Unfortunately, they're often overlooked because of the primary teachings. But that would be like saying that the Lord makes us a meal, but only wants us to have an entree, even though he made an appetizer and dessert. Joy comes from the presence of the Lord, but joy also comes from another place. We're going to look at that. And finally, trying to impress others can cost us more than we know. It can lead to stifled testimonies, and it can lead to the denial of Jesus Christ. Others are great. People are pretty cool, but none of them have a heaven to put us in. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. We are going to make a quick alteration in our introduction because somebody is on the line and wants to share. And you know what? That's a big thing of what we do. So let's send that person on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Annika. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Annika. How are you? I'm doing better since the beginning of your show. Um, I wanted to I wanted to say that um, first of all, I was very encouraged by Paul Bowles because I've been going through a difficult uh, last night and today. Um, you you had prayed a while back for I had had a fall and um, I had sheared my hip, and um, anyway, I went to the the osteopath yesterday, and I it was resheared. So um, she lined it up, but then last night I just had a horrible, horrible night. And so all that to say, um, while I was listening to the first part of the show, I was just praying and going through some things that I have learned to try to help my situation, and I think it actually took. From what I can tell, everything looks lined up. But um, Paul Boltz was very encouraging, talking about what he was going through, um, because I am going through a project right now that's a creative project that I'm really excited about, and I really want to see it come to fruition, and I feel it was led on my heart by the Lord, 
And when I have something like this come up with the the pain, it's it's something that's interrupting that. And I had lately been really um, really focusing on the joy of the Lord and and praising Him to be in his presence and the fullness of his joy and and to gain uh, my strength in that joy. And it's been really, really sweet. And then to have this happen last night where it just was like so excruciating, I just couldn't sleep. Um, So thank you, Paul. Shout out to Paul for that. Um, But I can use use prayer to um, complete this this project that I I've had laid on my heart. It's a it's a writing. Uh, it's a it's a little book with illustration and writing, and I could sure use prayer on it. Uh, no problem there. I mean, we'll definitely be praying for we'll pray for you right after this. I just I think it's amazing that you that you there's a similarity to what you you're going through and in the process of and what Paul was talking about. I mean it's like you look at that and you think well you could easily say, you know, Paul was like, okay, things are going great and oh, this is kind of gets in the way and it's like for you it's like, all right, I'm going in this direction and it's like, oh, this is getting in the way. And it's like that should be if anything for people listening, that should be a lesson saying, hey, you're just not going to go unimpeded and do whatever you want. There is warfare. There is trials to get through. There is, I hate to say it this way, but there is a cross to bear. And it's like, well, that that nobody wants to go through. But you know what? The result and what Paul said and what I think is true for you too is you go through the process. Sometimes you get through the wounded. But then when you do come through, you're stronger, wiser, smarter, more in touch, more connected than you were before. And more like Jesus than ever before. And it's just like, and that's what God wants. And it's just like, okay. It's like, <laughs> that's what it takes. So I definitely want to pray for you. And I just want to commend you that even though you're, you've got this great project, it, it doesn't mean it's going to be, you know, always simplistic. But it, And it, you're going to have to persevere. But God is with you in this. And you will accomplish this task. It's like... It is, it is like, um, I think... Again, we had talked about this in the past. Um, it's like the Romans nine twenty through thirty two, and it was like I missed it. And how could I miss it? It's because instead of trusting God, I took over. Yeah, I was absorbed in what I myself was doing, so absorbed in my God projects that I didn't even notice God right in front of me. I mean, it's crazy, but yeah. That's True. a great. That's a great way to say it too. If you if you look at the book of uh, Galatians, the entire chapter three is 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 in chapter four are devoted to taking over that which God has started. Like God starts it, and then we go, "All right, we'll take over now." It's <laughs> like whoops, yeah. whoops, and it's like then you end up with all these different things as opposed to just staying where we were. You know, we just we'll just help you along, Lord. That's the whole Ishmael, uh, Abraham's mm. great promise mm. from God. Now I'm going to help God. Okay, you sleep with the, this person, sleeps with this person, sleeps with this, and that turned out to be nothing but a disaster. So let mm. me pr- let me pray over you and just ask the Lord to bless you, encourage you, and strengthen you as well as heal you. Okay. Thank you. 
Let's do it. Father, we come before you right now with everybody's faith. I know that everybody who's listening is joining their faith with mine. We bring all of our little ounces of faith, and we're hoping that together this abundance of faith will, will move mountains. And we are asking you to move the mountain. We lift up Annika to you. We just thank you for Of course, we thank you for what Paul is going through and pray you bless him and give him courage and strength and stamina. And while Annika is going through what she's going through, we pray that you would give her that confidence that the end has been written and she will get there because you will partner with her in it. In the process, as she goes through disruptions, Help her to see every disruption as another step forward towards completing the task. Instead of that disruption being a block, let it just be an indicator. She's on the right track. Keep going forward. And Lord, we just ask you to bless her in her project. Help her to finish it. Help her to glorify your name. Bring healing into her life. We, we lift up again Paul to you, bring healing into his life. And every person who can hear me, who knows exactly what this process is, that you would give us courage in our hearts to believe you for the best and to see your hand in all of it. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. And thank you. And one quick update, because yeah. you asked about updates. Yes, yes, You ma'am. had prayed about us having improved neighbors, and we do have better neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> we, love, we love the joke. We happened to re-listen to that, um, and we heard the joke about Israel and the neighbors. It was a hilarious, but yes, we could look back and go, yes, it has, it has taken place, and it has improved. That's awesome. Thank you so much. All right. God bless you. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's funny. I forgot about that. That's a good one. All right. So obviously the show is going wherever. <laughs> right? Right? Okay. It, even even though the show is going wherever, we're not going to do the trivia question or I'm not going to do the rest of the intro because there's really no point in doing that. But I do want to do this teaching because of how closely connected this is. And it's a very short teaching. And I was like, why am I doing this short little teaching? Well, now I know. Anyway. John 16, 12. Listen to this. This is exactly in line to what we're talking about. John 16, 12. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. (laughs) This is Jesus. I love stuff like this. Jesus has much more to say. He has much more to say to you and I, but we can't accept or, wait, allow them because, you know, we've gotten to this point. Now we know, and so we'll take over and we don't need to hear. It's like, no, stop. Stop. The Lord wants to teach you and I more, and he wants to show us more. We have so much stuff in our brains that are taking up so much space, and it's like, The great thing is to remember that God is not done talking to you, walking with you, directing you, guiding you. You have a mission to accomplish. You have a task to be accomplished. You just can't tell God how to do it. You don't tell God what the timing is, and you don't tell God what the method is. In fact, really, you don't tell God anything. You just say, here I am, not mine, but your will be done. And by saying not my, but your will be done, you're saying not my timing, not my method, not my wisdom, but yours. 
And there's so much he still wants to share with you. Isn't that good? He wants to share more with you. Don't you want to hear more? You know what you got to do to hear more from Jesus? Be quiet. (laughs) Ouch! Yeah, be quiet. Okay. We'll just stop right there. Okay? All right, folks. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? When you are in the presence of the Lord and his presence is strengthening you, and we talked about that can happen through the word of God, through prayer, and through fellowship. And then you go through some process where somebody sends you a text or somebody sends you a letter or somebody calls you or somebody sends you an email or somebody looks at you funny or somebody kind of glances or somebody says something about you or you hear something about yourself or you eat the wrong kind of tacos and you just feel bad and the joy is sucking away at the moment. Here is the answer while the devil is trying to take your joy away. Here is the key for the next 365 days for your life. When the devil takes the joy away by robbing you, you go back into the presence of God again. When the devil comes in and robs you and takes that joy, will you get up off your duff or your blessed assurance and you go into the presence of God again, be it prayer, be it Bible, be it fellowship, be it worship, be it whatever. I don't care. Get up and get back in the presence of God again. And when the devil comes around the second time and knocks on your door and you open it and he takes it from you again, then you get off your blessed assurance again and you get back into the presence of God again. And when he does it a third time, you do it again. And when he does it a fourth time, you do it again. Because the strength of the Lord is in the joy of the Lord, which is found in the presence of the Lord. And when he comes a robbing, you go to refill. When the tank is empty, put gas in it. When you're depleted, fill it up. And you think, well, I can't do that. Why not? You did it the first time. Yes, but that was special. Why? Because you tried? Try again. But you don't understand. No, I don't care. That's much, much more heartless to say that, huh? That's a good one. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I I care about the truth. I don't care about somebody's, well, my perception, well, good for you. God bless you. When you can figure out that you can argue with God, let me know how that goes. If you win that argument, you come back. You can take the throne. But you ain't going to win it. So when the enemy comes and he comes a-stealing, you do exactly what you need to do to take it back. If he steals from you, you take it right back. Why? Because you can. Because he's not empowered to keep it from you. He's empowered to take it momentarily. You're empowered to take it right back. Take it. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here's your trivia question. Annika was just saying that's the perfect bumper. Annika, wait till you see what I'm going to teach 
right now and you will go, oh, somebody's coordinating something. And I can promise you it ain't Dave. <laughs> I can just tell you that right now. All right. Uh, here's your uh, here's your uh, trivia question. Which famous person from the Old Testament? And I cannot give you any hints on this. You guys have to know this. Which famous person from the Old Testament owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camel, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 donkeys, and had a large number of servants? Okay. Now, I, can't, I can't tell you that because... Any hint will make it way too easy. Which person in the Old Testament, well-known, had all that stuff? Just all that stuff. 972-445-0770. That would be the phone number, 214-210-8483. That is going to be the text. Uh, David at he must increase.org. That is going to be the email. Somebody is already calling in. So if you don't know, listen. If you're not sure, listen. This is how we learn these things as you kind of adapt to them and grow into them. Uh, let's go ahead and send that person through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing fine, Gary. How are you, my friend? Okay, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I want everybody to make sure you're praying for our brother Gary. He needs healing. Not even messing around. Just God heal him. That's what I want to be, be, be praying for. All right. This one is a little easy, I think, <laughs> especially because of we've been teaching and so on and so forth. Which famous person from the Old Testament owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camel, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 donkeys, and a large number of servants? I believe that was Job. That is correct, Amundo! You know, I was going to, I mean, we already did the one about employment, so I couldn't do that, right? And then I was going to do that, had a wife who was really depressed. <laughs> I thought that doesn't sound nice. <laughs> it's just like, because she wasn't a happy camper. So I just had to let it go. But I figured somebody get it. Great job on that, Gary. So you need people praying for your health. And is there anything else in particular they can pray for you in? Well, thanks in general. No, just, just things in general in my health. Okay, things in general and his health. That's everybody yeah. who heard that. That's a part of your universe now. So you got to take that <laughs> on and bear that burden. That's the call. Okay. All right. And I'll be praying for all of you. I appreciate appreciate it so so much, and uh, and uh, keep praying for us. We just need it so badly. So I appreciate okay. it. Okay. God bless you. You too. Bye bye. All right, excellent job there. Uh, I'm going to wait on the uh, joke. There's a reason that I'm waiting on the joke is because it's a little longer, and, and I want to get into this other teaching, but I want and I and I, I just don't want to mess it up. Okay, I just don't want to. And so we're not going to redo our stuff. We're not going back to you know why talk to dynamite D and all that other stuff. You guys just there is one thing I'm going to say to the audience: if you're not involved. In something like if you're just like really, really, really at a distance, try to get involved in something. Try to be connected in the body somewhere, somehow. Now, it could be some of it has to be like through the radio. Some people can't get out. I get it. I don't have a problem with that. But if you're able to do it, and if and if you have more time, get involved. Be a part of it and be a part of con be connected to something. It's a good thing to be connected. I'm going through this deep study, another deep dive in Galatians, which is. I can't even count how many times I've done this. <laughs> it's like 
it's so good to see and all these powerful things. It's like so powerful, so good. So I'm just really encouraging you to, to do that. All right. Uh, let me get to this teaching and then uh, we'll try and almost get uh, back on track in general. Uh, Psalm 1611. So you just heard that fill. So Annika brought up a great point. It's like we had this fill and the whole fill was about getting into the presence of the Lord. Right. And I want to make sure this is actually called second sources. So you understand what I'm trying to say. If I tell you it's a second source, it's not a primary source, okay? Or secondary source. Maybe I should have titled it that. So here's the primary source, Psalm 1611. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence is the fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. The key in the strength of the Lord is to be in the presence of the Lord. There's no nothing, no, nothing that's going to ever challenge that from a primary point of view, from Genesis to Revelation. Every And remember, there's a garden in the beginning. There's a garden in the middle because Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. There's a garden at the end in Revelation. There's you know, garden, garden, garden. And the whole thing about that is spending time with the Lord. Okay, Nothing around that. I don't want anybody to lose that. I want to talk to you about the secondary source of joy because this one is so cool. It's like, I, I, it's like I'm coming out of my skin. Listen to this in John 16, 24, and listen to what Jesus says and how it works. Until now, you've asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Now, that is not the same level of fullness and the same level of joy that is in the actual presence of God. And the reason we can understand that is because in eternity, you will be in the presence of God continually. You won't be praying in eternity. You'll be existing in whatever else there's that the Lord has set up for us, okay? But there's this secondary source, and I want you to hear what Jesus said. He said, okay, at this point, you haven't asked anything in my name. Okay, so this is all the people that's like, well, why pray in Jesus' name? Well, Jesus said so. Okay, so that, that's the first reason, okay? For all the people that are arguing, well, nobody else did it. Jesus said to do it. There, that's the reason. He says this, ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. Watch this. Answered prayers brings glory to God through the name of Jesus Christ and brings joy into your life. And God wants that. Luke chapter 12, verse 32, it is the Father's privilege. It is the Father's desire. It's all the different Greek words. It's the Father's passion for you, for the kingdom of God to be poured upon you. He wants you to be blessed in him. He wants that. Does that mean it's always financial? No. I wish in our country everything we think is good has always got to do with a dollar. That's so frustrating. And the reason that's frustrating is even people close to me, it's like, well, I don't know how much God has blessed me because I only have just enough money to live on. See that right there? That's Pharisaical thinking. That's not even biblical. The, the key is this. God has been with you. He has promised he will never leave you nor forsake you. That's what just before that verse in Hebrews... Just before that verse, so he's got Deuteronomy 31 6, Hebrews 13, 5. Just before that, it says, be content. 
Why should I be content? Because God has promised he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He's committed to you. And he's giving you this thing that is like so powerful. It's like, hey, ask me for stuff. You know, pray. If it's in the will, it's not according to your flesh. Ask me for stuff. I'm going to answer that prayer. When that prayer gets answered, you'll know it's from the Lord. Your spirit will rejoice. You'll be full of joy. And you think, well, yeah, that's for the big ones. No, I'm going to double check this. Let's see. Up to now, you've asked for nothing in my name. Nope, I think the phrase nothing doesn't mean just big stuff. Ask, okay, that's what we're told to do. You will receive. Oh, good, that's a promise then. And your joy will be full. Okay, answered prayer is a fullness of joy in our lives. You know why I keep a, it's not even a journal. It's really unfair to say it's a journal because most people keep journals and <laughs> they do a really good job. I just keep uh, um, kind of like uh, quick one-liners. You know what I'm saying? Like just like tags on it. And if I pray about something and I get an answer, I write down the answer to the prayer. I have found, and I will say this, and I do appreciate this about what Annika and Paul were saying. I do find that most of my answers to prayers are not even close to the method I thought it was going to happen. But they're still answered. Like, who cares? And when God gives you a bam, there you go, your spirit leaps. As it has been said, you're in touch with the supernatural. I mean, it's just so cool. When God answers prayers, it blesses you. It honors him. He loves it. He wants to pour out his kingdom upon you. Pray. Why shouldn't you pray? Jesus is telling you to pray. He's just not saying pray for everything that will make your flesh happy. Okay, that's substantially different. Okay, that's the American gospel, not the biblical gospel. You pray for the right things, being led by the Spirit. And when God answers, your spirit rejoices and joy fills you from top to bottom. And you realize, you know what? Nothing is impossible. And that just changes how your life is. Better to have quality of life than a billion dollars and be rotten and depressed. Yes? Okay. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and 
That's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cow Punch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. Here's what I want you to get. Here's what I want you to understand. Bad news does not necessitate that there is nowhere else to go except to weep. In Psalm 112, verse 7, the scripture says, He will not fear bad news. His heart is confident, trusting in the Lord. It's not pie in the sky to look at the situation and go, Gosh, it's terrible, but I'm going to hold hope because hope is the only thing I have to move past it. If it never comes about, that's fine. But I'm going to live every day believing that there's a better tomorrow. When people think of that, they think, "Oh, Christianity—it's a crutch. It's—it's it's, uh, you know—it's uh—it's the opiate of the of the of the people," is what Karl Marx said. It takes more guts, more strength, more determination in this day and age to be a Christian and to stand in your faith than it does to be any other thing that there is, because it's the Christians who are under persecution, and it's the people of faith that are getting slaughtered, and oh, by the way, throughout the world that's taking place. If Jesus Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Uh, love shows like today. Just love. Just love it. I mean, I don't know what you guys, but this is like, yeah. Okay, here's the one thing that, that would be better. Ready? I mean, that would be better. <laughs> but, I mean, that's just okay. All right, as recorded in Matthew's Gospel, as recorded in Matthew's Gospel, how many sparrows cost a penny? Hmm. 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 Interesting. Um, how many sparrows cost a penny? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also... Text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, David, at hemustincrease.org. We're going to send you up to the website as we often do. I'm just going to say this. I'm going to be really nice about it. I don't do this a lot. In the last seven days, we've gotten $196 in donations. That's pretty low. Let me just say, that's a little low. It's a little low. Thank you very much. Anyway, so we do want uh, people to do a little better than that. 196 dollars less some days. That's tough. Please, if you can give, do so. Go to hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. (laughs) 
Okay, that's still better than the the really swift, fast ones, and I like it. And uh, just wanted you to know that's uh, that's a lot better to hear all that. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's calling in to answer the Triv question, so let's go ahead and send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Don. Hi, Don. How are you? I'm doing good. You know, hey, do you sell those those sounds? <laughs> I, you know, the sound, you know, do you like the sounds? We are going to add sounds. I just love the one word that but Bugs Bunny comes out. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I love them all. I said, I oh, man, I'm gonna that's like my favorite. It just, it's just the past, you know. It's just having fun when you were like six. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> all right, six. All right. All right, here we go, my brother. As recorded in Matthew's Gospel, how many sparrows cost a penny? Or two? That is correct, Amanda! <laughs> two. So every every sparrow is a half a penny. And it's like, yeah, okay, if that if that's the case, then wow, sparrows, not a lot of value. Don't tell PETA because they might have a heart attack. <laughs> been doing good good week this week so i went to the doctor today went over a couple of things i got to do a little bit of blood work coming up which is normal i do my once a year check-in but everything looks pretty good it was really funny i want to tell you this i'm just gonna say this so share this it's funny you should ask i was just supposed to go in and not have a physical right and the lady thought i was having a physical and i wasn't really prepared for that mentally so i went i went physical i said no he's just here to see me and da 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 and then she took my blood pressure and it was a little higher and then at the end after they said you're not doing a physical my my points dropped 10 points in 5 minutes <laughs> i said see i said you guys caused that <laughs> i know i've got a cataract surgery I have to have cataract surgery, so I'm getting it all worked out. Gotcha. I'm with you. Hey, do you need prayer for anything from people? You know what? I, I can't use prayer uh, myself. You know, I I listen to you every day. And, David, I really <laughs> I love you. I love to ask you the questions, but I normally don't ask them because I'll let someone else get them. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I, uh, I'm i happy with my church, and uh, very, very happy with my church, and I uh, I love our choir. It's awesome. Awesome. And I want to try to figure out a way to um, kind of get, you know, I'm kind of handicapped a little bit, and so I can't really uh, get out there and... You know, uh, uh, tell people about Jesus. Okay. So get out there and do it. The only thing I can do is do it through the choir and all that. But uh, anyway, that's what I need to talk about. Well, let me let me let me pray a blessing over you, and that the Lord may open up an opportunity for you to do whatever. 
I mean, whatever, okay. whatever's got in mind. Let's pray. Let's pray that real quickly. So join me in faith. Right. Join me in faith. Father, we come before you right now. Lift up our dear brother to you. And you know, Lord, we just ask you to bless him. I mean, it's, you, you, you continually bless people, Lord. And we ask you to bless our brother. And just let him know, hey, this is from God, so that he can just give you praise and acknowledgement. And, Lord, if there's anything he can contribute or participate in, that you would open that up for him. Surprise him. Let it be something he wants, that's something that's in his heart, that's a passion for him, that he is enabled to do it to glorify you. And we just ask you to protect him and keep him safe, keep his heart and his mind up above, and let there be no fear that attacks him, no discouragement in the sense that nothing overtakes him because he stands as a child of the Most High God. Keep his feet upon a rock. Bless him, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thanks, thanks. Love you guys. All right, love you too, brother. All right. God bless you. All right. Bye. All right. Bye bye. All right. There goes our good brother. So, all right. So, just just so much stuff to do. I don't. I can't even cover it all. So, we're not gonna do. <laughs> we're not gonna do the history right now. Okay. So, just leave that alone. All right. So, listen to this. Okay. This is a, a interesting teaching. We're already kind of at that time. Is there anything else I need to cover? We covered everything, right? We good. Good. I think we're going pretty good. I think we're doing all right. All right. Listen to the. This isn't a title. This is a statement of fact. Trying to be impressive can cost us. Okay? Listen. John chapter 12, verse 42 through 43. Nevertheless, many, even of the authorities, believed in Jesus, but for fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it. So they would not be put out of the synagogue. They didn't confess it. Because they would not, so that they would not be put out of the synagogue. For they love the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. Oh, I don't know anybody who hasn't gone through this and struggled with this. I mean, and gone through, like, look, when I'm doing something for my wife, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is I'm doing it for my wife. I'm trying to, you know, you know, I want her to go, yay, right? Okay, that's fine. That's not what it's talking about. What it's talking about is in your life, in your presentation of your life, the things that you do in general, the spirit by with you by which you do them. Do you do that so others see it and say, attaboy? Or do you do it because you know God is watching you? So here is something that people hate, but it's true. And that is in the most secret place of your life that nobody knows, God is watching. Okay? Just before you try to escape, nobody's seeing this. <laughs> Let me just help you out. Eh, wrong answer. Not only is it being seen, it's being recorded. <laughs> so just so you can know, if you're ever wondering, is all the world a stage? You bet. It sure is. Ephesians 3.10, God is showing through the church the manifold wisdom he has to the powers and principalities in heavenly places. You're on stage. You're prime time. Every day, you're on TV. Heavenly TV. So these are people that believed. They believed in Jesus. Oh, that guy is the Messiah. But because they were afraid of what the Pharisees would think, they didn't confess Jesus. 
It says many even of the authorities believed in him. So there were leaders of some sort. But for fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it so that they wouldn't be put out of the synagogue. Do you see how much this life can drain away from eternal life? And then verse 43, they loved the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. Because the, the, the importance was having the approval of the people. Hey, I got a great one for you. You have an audience of one. You might impact other people. You might witness to other people. You might be a blessing to other people. You have an audience of one. When I get out of this studio and I walk to my car, I it's between those steps that I walk out of the studio in my car, that's when I say to the Lord, whether I did my best or not, whether I kind of just pushed through or, you know, where I just been honest. There's no point in lying about it. He already knows. It's like it's an audience of one, period. There's nobody in the studio. I don't know if you know that or not. I got two empty chairs. I got there's the red. They're kind of reddish orange, right? I guess they're red. Are they red? Those are definitely red. Okay, they're red. <laughs> That's what happens when you get in your 60s, you know? It's like, is that red? Is that orange? Anyhow, the point is you do it for the Lord. You don't do it for other people. Just, and I'm, I'm, I don't want to dwell on it too, but Ananias and Sapphira, I mean, their whole premise was they were trying to look better. Their whole premise for telling a lie was they wanted to look better to the people. Here was how God responded to them. He killed them. <laughs> like, uh, you know, uh, and as it's right, you just, you just went the wrong direction. Do it for the Lord. That doesn't mean you don't do something nice for your spouse or your kids or your parents. And nobody's saying any of that. Nobody's even talking about that stuff. It's just whether you're living for the applause of the audience or the applause of the author. Okay? So it's real simple. Do you live for the author or do you live for the audience? Just don't have to answer any other question. Just that one. If it's for the author then do it for the author. Don't let your desire for other people to appreciate you stop you from your confession of Christ. Okay? All right. All right, we'll take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? Verse 24 in Mark 5, it says Jesus went with them. Sometimes Jesus went there. Sometimes Jesus just spoke the word. Sometimes Jesus went there. It's all. It happens in all different ways. I did read this ridiculous thing from this one person who said, you know, Jesus, you know, healed, you know, every single person uh, in the entire uh, community and didn't charge anybody any money. This was, it was, they were trying to make a political argument. And the fact of the matter is he only healed one guy at the, at the pool of Bethsaida. And that was actually a hospital. <laughs> I was like, what, what, do you guys read this stuff? Is this, did you read this? So this is where you pull back from those kind of things and you go, can we just keep it on track with the truth? It's just easier if you just tell the truth and keep it the way it is and not try and make it fit some kind of narrative. Here's this narrative issued by Scripture itself. Jesus 
tells Jairus, don't, don't, ignore what these people are saying. Don't be afraid. Take a stand. Now, I want you to, I'm going to read verse 37. You got to catch what Jesus does. Amazing. He did not let anyone follow him in except for Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jairus, uh, Jesus saw the commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why is all this commotion? Why all this wailing? The child's not dead but asleep. But they laughed at him. And he put them all out and took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said, Talitha Kaum, Talitha, Talitha Kaum. And that means, little girl, I say unto you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. Remember the woman of the issue of the blood was 12 years of the issue of the blood. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders. Not to let anyone know about this, and he told them to give her something to eat. Jesus was still ministering to this little girl, even though she was physically raised from the dead. He wanted to make sure she was taken care of. That's how Jesus is, okay? But what I want you to get is Jesus and the disciples and the parents, so they're all there, right? Because you got the parents there as well, right? And everybody's going, she's dead, she's dead, she's dead. And they're making fun of Jesus. What did Jesus do? Kicked them out. You know, for everybody that thinks that everything Jesus did was pull a flower out of his sleeve uh, like a magician and just smiled and uh, and gave everybody an air high five, that's not how it went. Okay? They laughed at Jesus, and he put them all out. He took the child's father and mother and disciples went with him. What did he do? He cleared the air. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Quite the show today. Uh, you know, sometimes the show just rock and rolls, right? My feet are on the rock and my name is on the roll. Hallelujah. All right, here's your trivia question. You got to think about this. The parable of the lost coin. Parable of the lost coin. Remember the parable of the lost coin? How many coins does the woman begin with in the parable of the lost coin? Get it? Oh, Joanne and Cordelia. Pow, pow. I don't know where we even came up with the pow, pow from. I think Al came up with that. Or you give something like pow, you know, kind of thing. All right. Anyway, if you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I'm trying to remember... If the answer would be the same number as how many squares are in a hopscotch thing. I kind of think so, but I'm kind of like, eh. Anyway. <laughs> you just Can't look at me like, out with that no, one. What, are you, what are you talking about, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do remember hopscotch, but I don't know if I'm an expert. All right. I'm just doing the best I can there. Uh, I think I remember playing that. Watch this hint. I remember playing that. Decades ago. Okay, there you go. That's good. Okay. 
See, decades ago. All right, somebody's calling in. That's right, people. <laughs> this is how it goes. <laughs> uh, well, we do have fun. I mean, that's good. All right, somebody's calling in. Let's see if they're going to answer the trivia question. And if they are, we're going to find out. Yes, they are. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, guys. This is John. Hi, John. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I am doing really, really good today. I am. How are things for you? How are things for the family? Um. You ready for the answer? Yes. I, I am. Get, get oh, ready. Get ready. I get thought she had 10. Uh, the answer is 10. That is correct. <laughs> now, I, I got to think that you probably knew that before I gave the hint about decades and decades ago. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, I, I love to study the Bible. And uh, I was driving down the road. I had to pull over to call you. <laughs> that's that's but I'm, I, I, I'm glad I you did that. that it was 10. Yeah, it was 10, and that was correct. That's exactly how many she started with. So that's an excellent job, my brother. Very, very good work. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you, and uh, hope you get some money for your next month's bills. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Me too. <laughs> okay. All right. God Take bless you. Take care. <laughs> bye bye. All right. So, uh, I just tell people the way it is, right? My brother said something to me the other day. I'm like, "What are you talking?" He's like, "You know, because he's going through a tough day." He goes, "Goes." He goes, "Well, I mean, you probably have like a set amount of money." I'm like, "Dude, I started zero every month." He's like, "What?" Don't we all wish we can have some money? <laughs> hey, you know the same rich uncle that didn't die and give you money, Billy? Didn't die and give me money either. All right, so I'm <laughs> just saying. So, all right, I just thought that was funny. Uh, let's do our uh, history, and then we'll do our last teaching. Let's go All right, here you go. Uh, it's uh, Friday the 13th, 2023, and it's uh, International Skeptics Day, but I doubt I believe that's true. <laughs> it's true. See, skeptic is easy. Uh, National Sticker Day. I'm good for that. This is the one that's important. Don't, just don't even. This one is important. It's National Rubber Ducky Day. Rubber ducky. Yeah. Rubber ducky, you're the one. You make bath time lots of fun. Rubber ducky, you're my very favorite one. It's true. Okay. Uh, sorry, poor, poor D. He's like, going, you guys are like old and weird. <laughs> right? I should be used to it by now. Yeah, you really should be. Uh, this one, you, you just can't believe how good this is. In 1854, on this day, the accordion was patented. Very good. Okay, uh, 1920. Now, this is why you guys get mad at me every so often, but this is why 1920 on this day, this is why you don't pay attention to the media making everyone dumber in America because 1920 on this day, the New York Times said space flight is impossible. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, after 1969, they Apollo jized get it apollo jized right so this is why oh it's impossible you people should say that 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 paper that's good for your birds 
1930, the Mickey Mouse uh, comic strip started, and then finally, 1957, Whammo Company produced the first frisbee. Not that that was the first frisbee that was ever taught, just the first frisbee, like uh, uh, toy wise. Okay, all right, there you go. All right, let me do the last. What do you got? Five minutes? Four minutes? Okay. This is called Pushing Past People's Scorn. Ooh, nice, nice. Ooh. Nehemiah 2, 18, 19. I told them how gracious, how the gracious hand of my God had been on me and what the king had said to me. They said, let's start rebuilding. And they were encouraged to do the work. When Sanballat, the Hornite, Tobiah the Ammonite, and Geshem the Arab heard about this, they mocked and despised us, saying, what is this you're doing? Are you rebelling against the king? Okay, so I just want you to catch this real quickly. We've talked about this in the past, but I'll make sure you get this. God's hand was with them. Nehemiah's talking about that. And the people are like, God's hand is with us. Let's get going. Which, of course, is how you should be at, you should be approaching life. Is like, if God's with you, get going, right? I mean, the children of Israel were standing at the sea, and Moses goes, you know, watch. And the Lord says, you know, I, I kind of already told you, move it. <laughs> Just want you just keep moving. That'd be great. So let's get working. Yeah. And then people were mocking and despising the Israelites. They were mocking the group that came back. They were mocking these people and making fun of them and then accusing them of rebellion and accusing them of being stupid and ignorant and just uh, science deniers. And oh, sorry. Anyway, it's just that whole thing, you know? And here was the reply that Nehemiah gave, and this is what I want you to hear. Verse 20, I gave them this reply. He's even telling, the, his, as he's writing, this is the reply I gave them. The God of heaven is the one who will grant us success. We, his servants, will start building, but you have no share, right, or historic claim in Jerusalem. So what I want you to pick up on that, you know, what I'm kind of trying to communicate is— the Lord is with you in something. You start to go after it. You start to building. You can pretty much—this is pretty much a great summation of what Annika and of what Paul Bolt said. You can pretty much count on when you know that God's with you in something and you move forward in it that the, the people are going to come after you or there's going to be despising or there's going to be spiritual warfare. There's going to be attack. There's going to be something that happens because rarely does it happen unchallenged, right? Here's the reply. The God of heaven is the one who will grant us success. Where does your victory come? come from it comes from the lord well it comes because i'm so diligent because i do my devotions it doesn't come because you do devotions it doesn't come because you're diligent it comes because god determines it to be so what i do like about this text which i wish i wish the collegiate christian universities would catch this is that it say he says this we his servants will start building but you have no share no right no historic claim in Jerusalem. So he's like saying, you're not connected to us. You're like worldly. We're not going to follow you, except for all the denominations that have followed the world. Uh, so what is the key in this is that God is the one that grants you the success. If you're trying to figure out why you're victorious ever, it's not because of you. I know. I know you want it to be because it's an issue of pride. Right? Why? Because in the garden, you know, they ate under the assumption that they would be like God. They could do anything. Yeah, right? They were wrong. And if our breath comes from God, and it does, 
then how is it that everything we've ever done that is gracious and good doesn't come from God? In other words, if your very breath comes from him, then every step comes from him. Every good thing comes from him. I just love King David when he says, my goodness extendeth not beyond thee. I like the King James in that. So good. You know what he's saying? <laughs> Outside of you, pfft, I ain't good. I ain't got nothing good. I got nothing good going on here whatsoever. But in you, there is success. The God of heaven is the one who will grant us success. Isn't that awesome? To that we say, thank you. Right? Okay. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Swin Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 70 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Spinanity. Talk to you then. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. So I punish myself, I go down to the jail. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.